Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. On a Wednesday morning, we are halfway through the week, and I brought a new guest in to talk about a team that is near and dear to my heart. Yes, that's right. We're going to talk about the Dodgers. Nate, good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning, Bill. I'm very excited to see how this podcast goes, and uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk Dodger baseball. Hey, so tell me, how did you become a Dodger fan? I believe just ever since I've grown up, everything around just sports in general has been about L.A., so uh, that comes from my dad, and then eventually comes through my mom, but mainly my dad, who's uh, really got the L.A. passion in me, uh, so it kind of just raised all L.A., so that's how I became, and um, ever since I was, I was a kid, just remember going to Dodger games before all the renovations they made and, you know, just original Dodger Stadium vibes. Nice. I always love asking that question because it always uh, goes back to family and baseball is truly America's favorite pastime and it's about family. So it gets me excited to ask that question. So, all right. So you're a Dodger fan. I know a little bit about this team. So tell me who is your current favorite player and who is your favorite player of all time? Again, don't have to be Dodgers, but there's plenty to choose from in the Dodger organization. Yep, it's it's definitely going to be all Dodger players. I mean, um, I'm such a passionate fan that sometimes it's hard to just stick on to one player. It's like seasonal. Sometimes like I have Mats Muncy being my favorite player, which he is overall my favorite player, Mats Muncy is. Um, but this past season, J.D. Martinez, he was kind of the underdog signing, and you know he really came through this past season. And I just like – you know, the fact both Matt Swansea and JD, once they make contact, you know it's going to go a long way. So uh, it's very exciting when they get up to the plate every time. But overall, to answer that question, Matt Swansea's been my favorite player since um, September 2018. That's kind of when I was like, okay, Matt Swansea's my favorite player. You know, he's consistent. Uh, that's when he came through that season. So um, Matt Swansea overall and then all time, I mean, it's really hard to pick. I mean, there's a lot of Dodger you know, players have come through the system that have uh, been fa- fan favorites. So um, when I think about all time, I just think about Matt Cap, um, Andre Ethier. It's it's really in between those two right there. I mean, obviously I could throw in Kershaw, but overall I just, I think Matt Camp's going to be my top answer. Um, I think, just kind of the time frame I grew up in, it was Matt Camp and Andre Ather, you know, that dynamic duo that that was thriving when I was just really vividly game memory. So Matt Camp, I mean, he just had that passion, you know, it just felt like um, we we haven't had a player like Matt Camp who was passionate about, about the game he played, the way he played, and um, just L.A. in general. I just feel like it, he was a good representation of L.A. as far as like the passion side of it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Matt Kemp because I had, I had a very, it was weird, like a love-hate relationship with him. Like I, I always really liked him, but I would get on the Matt Kemp train and then he'd, he'd go like two for 47 and I'd be like, man, this guy can't hit. And then I'd jump yeah. off the Matt Kemp train and then he'd go 15 for 30. I'm like, wow, this yeah. guy can't do anything wrong. It's like I, mm-hmm. I could never time him right. So it was like one yeah. of those love-hate relationships. But he was a great player. His first uh, tour with the Dodgers, he was a very, very good player. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty awesome. Him, uh, 
I know towards the end of his first, you know, trip with us, um, he was a little bit, you know, on a slump, obviously. And I think the year where he went to the Padres, where we, um, 2014, I believe, was his last season with us before he went to the Padres. I believe that year he he picked it up a bit. And I remember, like, not wanting him to go. And when he left to the Padres, I was like, you know, damn, like, it's a tough pill to swallow, obviously, just because he's a fan favorite, but um, definitely happy when he came back in 2018, and especially that first half he had. It was it was crazy to see. I mean, it's it's like watching Matt Swansea again, Chris Taylor, you know, how they had that spark when they came with the Dodgers. Like, we saw that spark in, in camp, almost like he was destined to be a Dodger and to see in a Dodger uniform. So, um, overall, yeah, Matt Kent, my favorite player. Got to give a mention to Ethier, mention... Manny Ramirez, Manny Ramirez is probably one of the first players I remember, like, seeing people wear a jersey up when I was a kid. Like, don't know, don't remember watching much of Manny Ramirez, but I definitely can remember those those memories where, you know, the town went crazy over him. You know, Manny Wood, all those nicknames, all those, you know, pimps, pimping the home runs and all. Like, he just brought that energy, too. I think, you know. Puig, I could give Puig a mention at one stretch when he first came up. I mean, that was a really exciting run. And again, for me, favorite players are like seasonal, but overall, you know, my answer would be Matt Camp. That's Muncy right now. Nice. Nice. Matt Camp, uh, Max Muncy. And just side note, uh, if you are signing the front of the paychecks, are you trying to re-sign JD Martinez? I I am. I mean I know we're we're in there for Otani, and it's a tough pill as well to get rid of JD Martinez. But overall, it was originally a smart deal that we already signed him to one year because you know because he produced the way he did this year doesn't mean it's going to happen next year. You know we see it all the time in baseball where you know um, it could be a good signing and then until it's not, you know. So either way, people are going to have their opinions about whether they like the signing of extending JD Martinez or not instead of getting Otani, let's say, but uh, definitely would like to have J.D. Martinez back on our team. Yeah, yeah. Um, If you had the choice, would you take J.D. or would you, uh, for a three- or four-year deal, or would you take Otani for a three- or four-year deal? When it comes to three- or four-year deal, I would take Otani. I mean, definitely uh, just because he has more of the longevity left in him. Uh, J.D., I would have no problem one, one year, two, two years mats. Yeah, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Okay, I love the the ballpark or uh, ball players, but now tell me about ballparks. Where have you been in your life? What major league ballparks have you been to? So, I'm not a big traveler. I've only been to Angel Stadium, Dodger Stadium, Pego Park. Just stayed in SoCal in the ballparks. Okay, so you're not okay. So let me ask. So, which one outside of Dodger Stadium? Which one is your favorite, Angel Stadium or Pego? They both have a different, you know, energy feel. Honestly, yeah. um, when it comes to venue, Peco Park, I think that's gonna be everyone's answer. Peco Park's just really nice when it comes to venue, and then when it comes to food options, drink options. I mean, that place, you know, it's very up to date. Um, when it comes to like the the right foods to have at a ballpark that you know people are gonna buy. Yeah. Um, Angel Stadium. I mean. It has more of a hometown feel. Um, I'm from Orange County, obviously, so um, it's just more of a relaxed, more calm vibe, I feel like, 
um, whenever I go to Dodgers versus Angels there, it's obviously the atmosphere. Uh, that's probably the only time where it gets really rowdy up in there, crazy, you know, energy where it's, you know, between back and forth between Angel fans um, and Dodger fans. Um, but the stadium itself, you know, very nice. Nothing, nothing too crazy about the stadium besides just the rocks and the fountains out there. But um, overall, I'd say Petco Park, but Angel Sam just has this nice little hometown fan base type of feel just because it's, it's not a big city. It's Anaheim, you know, it's it's pretty much hometown Orange County fans that that go to the game. So um, both have the different atmospheres, but Petco Park is going to be my answer. Yeah, I yeah. see. I grew up going to high school in Orange County, too. And when we played baseball, if we didn't have a game on, so we played Tuesdays and Fridays. If we didn't have, if we had won and we didn't have anything, most of the time the coach would let us off on Wednesdays. And on Wednesdays was the travel day for the Angels. You can get in the ballpark for a dollar. So we used to okay. go to the, <laughs> I've been in every part of that ballpark, let me tell you. So I mean, what I do to, you know, go back and have tickets be a dollar. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, now you have to add two zeros behind it just to sit in the nosebleed section. Yeah. So, and it's a hundred bucks a gallon of gas just to get there too. <laughs> On top of the thirty dollar parking. <laughs> yeah, thirty dollars. I know it was it was insane. We went to Seattle and watched a game in Seattle, and and some of our family we were there for a family get together, and some of our family said, "Take the train and don't park by the stadium." What we didn't realize was the stadium was right next door to where the Seahawks play. What we didn't realize about that was Taylor Swift was playing there the next night. So at the ballpark ticket, or it was $150 to park. So I'm glad mm -hmm. we took the yeah, $150 to park. Are you kidding wow. me? So yeah, that's like SoFi Stadium prices right now. It's crazy. Just the parking situations across all venues now are just up it's there. Insane. And people are people are finding their little you know, sneaky places, you know, their own, their own tricks in the bag, um, which I have my own. I'm sure maybe other fans, Dodger fans have their own, but definitely, you know, rather save that 30 bucks to uh, spend it on the $20 beer. Yep, exactly. Um, okay. So let's, let's change gears a little bit on the stadiums. So let's just say you had the month of May off and you had, Money wasn't an issue. You had unlimited resources, and you could only attend five ballparks that you haven't been to. Where are you gonna go? Definitely New York, uh, Yankee Stadium, okay. PNC Park, T-Mobile Park, Globe Life Field is the field or park now? Can't remember, but you know the new stadium, uh, new Ranger Stadium is definitely you know a really nice one. Like it's underrated in the league now. Um, and then one more, let's see. Honestly, um, Oracle Park, yeah, that's definitely one that's been on my list. Okay, okay, I like that you stayed on the west coast, you went to the east coast a little bit. I like it. Um, I've been to most of those ballparks that you mentioned. Um, Oracle is very nice. I was up there two months ago it's a very nice ballpark um, yeah don't necessarily care for the team that plays there but hey you know <laughs> you got to do what you got to do right yeah so, i like that um you would love yankee stadium uh city field is built like old ebbets field i don't know if you knew that or not but the rotunda 
um, behind yeah. home plate is built like old Ebbets Field. So it's got the history and nostalgia of the Brooklyn Dodgers, mm-hmm. uh, which is amazing. Uh, definitely want to check out Citizens Bank at some point in Philly. And those fans are amazing out there. You would love it. You would love it. Don't go there when the Dodgers are playing because you don't want to get upset when the fans get all up on you. But You know, um, I think that's probably the only time I go to the game is if the Dodgers are playing there. Um, yeah. I know I know Philly fans are rowdy. I know Dodger fans are rowdy. Um, obviously, Philly takes it to a whole other level. I mean, I see those Eagle fans go up on against the opponent fans. I see Philly fans. You know, but um, it's all part of the, the atmosphere, you know. So if you want the full experience, you got to go when your team is playing. Um, it makes it more exciting. And if you just stay in your lane, you know, stay in your lane. Don't say anything too crazy. You're just going to have a good time, just like how they're having a good time. Exactly. Stay in your lane, right? Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. So final question for you. So we talked about how you became a Dodger fan. We talked about your favorite players, um, Max Muncie, JD. You talked about uh, Max, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Andre Ethier and and Matt Kemp. Um, we talked about ballparks, where you want to go, uh, bucket list ballparks. So now tell me what you're looking forward to most about the 2024 season. It's only 100 plus days away. So... Honestly, I'm just looking for uh, how this team responds. I mean, I feel like year after year, um, they've they've all seen you know the fans get more and more disappointed, and and they haven't necessarily responded you know to the point where they want to show us that they want it. I feel like I feel like after so much times of uh, the past couple of years of disappointment, you know, after a hundred eleven win season. Uh, and then this season right here, um, I just feel like the passion isn't isn't there as far as you know being a ride or die LA Dodger. I don't, I don't really necessarily feel like there's that type of player that that brings out that energy. So going into the season, I would like to see the team have more LA kind of type of passion. Um, like I said, Matt Kemp, Puig, those are guys who who didn't have a problem playing with passion, you know, with their heart on the sleeve. Um, I feel like right now, you know, our players are great. You know, they're great. But I think the one thing the team has been missing is that passion because I feel like all of our players are so humble. They're so humble, right? They're so classy. Um, no doubt, humble, classy players. Um, but at the end of the day, in the postseason, postseason it rides off of energy. It doesn't ride off, you know, looking calm and relaxed. It, it really rouse the opponent if they see a player like Garcia Seager who show off that energy, you know, like the Rangers, they, they won that postseason, not just on their, you know, great offensive play, but that momentum that the momentum the bench was giving them. So um, the Dodgers just, I'm looking forward to seeing who steps up and, and who's going to actually bring that energy to the ballpark, because I feel like the past couple of years we've had, um, you know, Miguel Rojas, you know, try to be David Peralta, be the energy, um, bring bring the energy. Um and I just feel like you need a superstar player like who could bring that that way when they do something, you know, when Butts, when Freeman do something, you know, offense is contagious. So if they were to bring that energy and, you know, just 
let it out, the whole team corral on it because on top of offensive being contagious, it's the momentum that they could bring to the ballpark that's contagious as well. So yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to see how they respond. Um, and I'm just looking forward to who, who they're going to sign. You know, I, I think we already knew going into the season that, and especially the postseason, that the pitching, starting pitching might have uh, been a problem with uh, Bueller still going to that surgery. And then uh, we knew May was going to come back, but, you know, he was still going to come back from Tommy John. So, you know, he probably wasn't going to be 100% from the get-go. Um, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm looking forward to see um, how the Tommy situation goes. And on top of that, I, I think for me, I'd rather honestly get a nice, healthy bullpen rotation instead of, you know, spending $500 million on on a – I'm not a ter- terrific player, you know, but just as a from a team uh, aspect, I and the fan aspect, we all want to win, and uh, we're kind of tired of you know being in this toxic relationship where they come through in the regular season, you know, but in October, you know, one win the past two years, uh, definitely you know kind of makes it feel like oh, all summer we spent all summer watching the team we love just to not even win a game in the postseason, you know, it's it's embarrassing. Uh, and this goes even like beyond just Dodger baseball. I mean, look at LA sports and whole. I feel like of, of all cities, LA has the worst luck when it comes to high pressure moments. Even the regular season, I mean, I just feel like LA has that label of you know choking in the postseason when when things matter. So, um, it's frustrating if you're just a fan of all LA sports. Um, obviously it's especially frustrating if you're just a Dodger fan uh, because you know how it's been ever since they started making the playoffs. But um, again, I'm just hoping that, you know, front office spends their money well while, you know, even if they sign Otania, hopefully they, you know, they sign the little signings that they do so good that that find a player to come through out of, out of nowhere. So, um, yeah, I'm just, again, I just I I think this team's gonna you know be fine and all that. I just I'm looking forward to how they respond next next year in October. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I I hope that they respond better than they have this year. I think we we're playing with house money because the Padres were supposed to be so good, uh, and the Diamondbacks were going to be good. I you know to get a hundred wins this season was pretty impressive. To know Clayton Kershaw was hurt. And still pitching, um, you know, the Dustin May going out, Walker Buehler not coming back. You've mentioned these things, right? The Dodgers just didn't have the pitching that they needed. You're relying on Emmett Sheehan and Bobby Miller, who are rookies, to handle the the major aspects of playoff baseball. Now, to me, that is awesome because next season when they get to the playoffs they'll understand the value of that and it won't be such a big deal to them. But between now, between now and then <laughs> you still got to survive. So, but yeah, yeah no, I, I love and your then, breakdown. Yeah. I mean, I actually had some, uh, USC film students, you know, I went to opening day this year and some USC film students approached me outside of the parking lot and they want to give me a little, question slash interview of uh you know how do I think the Dodgers the 2023 Dodgers is going to do this season 
obviously everyone had us as underdogs, even myself, but I never counted us out. Um, just because, you know, I know baseball, you don't have to have the flashiest team. You don't have to have, have the biggest payroll to, to see. Obviously, we see the Padres, the Mets, who who fell short, Um, even though they, they do, you know, nice paychecks to their players. Um, So knowing signing Jason Hayward, veterans like Jason Hayward, J.D. Martinez, you know, David Peralta, I knew we had those, we had the role players, you know, you have Betts, Freeman, uh, who you were consistent, you know, Betts maybe not so as consistent as Freeman, but, you know, he was going to, you know, be your leadoff guy and, you know, put up a, a, a great at-bat as soon as the game gets going. Um, Freeman, you got that consistent double player, getting on base player, drawing walks and all that. And then after you got Will Smith, Will Smith, you know, not so good, consistent this year, but he still got, you know, the danger going up to the plate. And you got Matt Muncy, the cleanup batter, who, you know, just not looking for home runs, but normally when he makes contact, that's what, what happens. So you had them, and then after you had the role players like Jason Hayward, uh, David Peralta, and, you know, um, James Almond, the rookie. Uh, so knowing that going into the season, I was very – I had high hopes for the team in which it came through exactly how I thought it was going to come through. Um, even though the Padres, you know, had the, were the number, top favorites, I, I I did feel like the Dodgers were going to be the underdogs and, and still take the division just because I've watched this game so long and I've watched the Padres the past couple of years and I just feel like they're they're missing something. They're just missing a little bit more maturity and an and actual leader. Don't get me wrong, Machado's a great great leader great player but i feel like you have to have multiple leaders and multiple veterans on a team to uh really like at the end of the season take just take it by control i mean the dodgers they had so much veterans on the team they they weren't panicking the whole season i just feel like you know for pitching was good we 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 really would have won or went deep in the world series if we really had our pitching under control yeah it's um i agree with you in that sense i think the dodgers have some work to do. I wouldn't mind us re-signing Jay Hay um, and getting a few other players, but we're still we're still a couple months away from hearing ITFDB, right? It's time for Dodger baseball, so we've got some time to pick that up. But I love your analysis. We got to get you on with a couple more Dodger guys. Um, you know, your breakdown with these guys uh, would be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So yeah. I mean, with Dodger Danny, I mean, you had mentioned him the other day. I mean, that's a name that, you know, me and my my friends were very familiar with. Um, obviously, he he goes live throughout the game sometimes. So it's nice when uh, he does that. Very, very kind of him when he does that because there's a lot of Dodger fans that, you know, don't have Spectrum Sportsnet. They don't have Spectrum. They don't have anything that's connected with uh, those channels. So it's nice that that he Somebody does that. that. And on on a side note, it, the Dodgers need to bring back, you know, uh, their games on KCAL. Mm. And it was actually never gonna happen. Channel, you know? It's never going to happen <laughs> with their, their, with their spectrum. It'll never happen. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, long are those the money, long days for those. Yeah. It's just, you know, very nostalgic when you, you know, you could go on YouTube and look up, oh, like, like Dodgers old, uh, you know, like pregame, like theme song back when it was on the news station. 
uh, it's just very like Vince Scully and all, you know, it's, it's nice to look back and just it's crazy this long and how far baseball has come along uh, compared to, you know, back then when it was just on news channels. So um, I agree. that's that. I mean, also on a side note, um, I run a, a YouTube channel. Uh, I have, I have over a thousand subscribers. Um, it's basically about Dodgers. It's mainly about like sports, but what I do is I take notes of what songs the uh, the walk the players are using for their walk up songs and all, and I just upload them to YouTube because I go to so much games a, a year that you know I keep up to the date when uh, what what songs they use when they come up to. Plate. So when I just upload the songs and you know it's just another thing that just you know makes me so passionate. It's just you know the the aspect where me myself I I could please fans by uploading information they may not know or can't not find anywhere else. So um, it's just nice that like baseball is just a whole community and it's just nice to be involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what's uh real quick, because we're almost out of time, um, but because uh, we got a half hour segment here. So um, real quick, tell me your YouTube uh, uh, page. So my YouTube channel is called LA Sports Music. Okay. Basically, I uh, summarize it by just I upload walk up songs. I upload any type of music, organ uh, tunes that did a role plays. Um, I upload that type of content on my YouTube channel, and, and it's just for fun, you know. I, I just go to so much games, why not just record a bit and upload it and, you know, please people who enjoy seeing that. L.A. sports music is what you said, correct? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So Top Fan Rivalry followers, make sure not only this morning that you're following um, Nate as we've uh, as we've connected you with him, um, and tagged him in the photo, uh, but also uh, make sure you're following his YouTube page, which is LA Sports Music. Nate, I appreciate you being on uh, on a Wednesday morning. This is awesome to have you on midweek and talk a little Dodger baseball. Again, something near and dear to my heart. So we'll get you back on sometime here real soon. Yeah, I appreciate the invite, the opportunity, and uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you and many more as the as the road goes along. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for your time. Top Fan Rivalry followers, make sure you follow Nate, and uh, we'll get him on again real soon. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.